Hey everyone, it's Taylor and Brendan from Blue and Gold Make Darlene. They tell you about the Hockey Podcast Network. Goddamn right we are. You know, there's an entire network. It's not just Blue and Gold Make Darlene. There's 31 podcasts, one for every NHL team. From terrible, horrible teams like the Boston Bruins to some of the best teams in the league like the Buffalo Sabres. Absolutely. And with that being said, if it's a terrible team or if it's a great team, no matter what, you are able to get two episodes a week from all of the hosts. New episodes come out every Monday and Thursday with new content covering everything from the latest that's going on with everyone's respective teams all the way through to doing more fun things like the many trivia games that Taylor and I have on our show. That's right. Hot content, hot takes, hot hosts. Hot hosts. You got it everywhere. Uh, and you you can find them pretty much anywhere you find your podcast. Apple, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Spotify. Stitcher, if you're one of those weirdos like me that uses Stitcher. You use even, Stitcher? I do. Strange. I think I'm the only one who does. Okay. And even at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com if you're looking for some more info. There's a whole website that's that you right. could go check hey, out. Maybe it's getting to that point of the season where you're getting sick of the Sabres. I know some of us are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this again. West Coast uh, trip is about to be tough. Maybe you want to check in on some of your other favorite teams if you're one of those kind of guys. Absolutely. Well, they're all available and they're all easy to find. Gosh darn right. So be sure to check out the Hockey Podcast Network once again at their website at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. And be sure to follow on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Blue and Gold Make Darlene. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm a distant Taylor. Yeah, Taylor and I are uh, firmly practicing social distancing. And so for the first time in Blue and Gold Make Darlene history, we are recording remotely. So how are you today, friend? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. We got uh, some exciting stuff coming up for everyone. But should we probably mention first some news? Uh some podcast-related news going forward. We'll be doing one episode a week for the foreseeable future. That's an entire hockey podcast network uh, mandate. So that'll be all the podcasts are doing one a week. And we'll see. Uh, if the season comes back, maybe that changes. Who yeah. knows? Uh, but we have a, a special uh, quarantine edition, uh, special topic for this week, which is a bracket. A bracket. Yeah. Brendan, how much... <laughs> How much do you like brackets that don't involve the NCAA tournament? I love them so much. It's oh, what can't I get wake enough. up for in the morning, and it's the first thing that, you know, I think about every day, the last thing I think about at night. I always say there aren't enough non-basketball brackets uh, on the internet around this time. Definitely but this not. Different. There are very few about the Sabres, and this one's in podcast format. So it's completely random too, which is the other exciting part. If you yes. want to dive into the details, yes. this is way dumber. And let me tell you, super dumb. How dumb this. So this is a theme of the 2010 Sabres. All right. Now here's a problem I have with brackets a lot on the internet. They try to come out with who's the best of something. And, okay. You know, in terms of voting or whatever, the real incidentally tournament doesn't really resolve that. And the reason it's so fun is because it's kind of random. It's not completely random, obviously, but single elimination creates some randomness, especially totally. among college athletes. Uh, you know, so it's a lot could happen. And that's what could happen here because what we're going to do is I've created seating for a full 64 team tournament. And the teams are just players, they're Sabres players from the 2010s. And I. Went through the entire 2010s who played for the team. So many guys played for the Sabres in the 2010s. Wow. Like 100 plus guys. Way too many guys. They had 45 guys in one year one time. Too many men. Wow. Uh, so I went through guys that played like at least 75 games pretty much. That's mostly it. And I seeded them. The seeding was based on their contributions for the 2010s. But a lot of them are – they're Purely so subjective. Bad. Yeah, it's subjective, but it's also like – it drops off really quick to like, I don't know, is Scott Wilson better than David Legwand? <laughs> Who knows? So, We're going to find out. Yeah. Or so, not find out, rather. <laughs> yeah, so the scene doesn't really matter because what I'm going to do is I have a random number generator open uh, on my desktop, and I'm going to hit the random number generator, and 
basically the top it's it gives you one number on top of another number so the top seed will be the top number and the bottom seed will be the lower number and that'll be whichever one's higher wins right so for example yeah like who, so that could that means anyone could win anyone could lose it's, it's way more random than any other kind of tournament so do we want to get started on this let's do this damn thing all right so there's four sides obviously like a bracket it's the four divisions are the eichel division the ryan miller division the thomas van division and the ryan o'reilly division <sighs> i remember those guys big sad on that last one. <laughs> um so let's start with this one this matchup uh is top seed Jack Eichel versus bottom seed Nick Delorier. Wow. All right. So when you match up the contributions of both of these two guys, it's pretty much even. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Pretty much the exact same. Nick Delorier right on par with Jack Eichel in every possible way. Importance, skill level, um, you know, leadership ability, maybe not quality of, of hair so much, but no. – uh, yeah, this is a this is kind of a lopsided one, and so of course this is not up to us who's going to move on. But this would be a pretty massive upset should this uh, should Nick Delorier come through. What are your thoughts? Yes, I agree. Delorier. The thing that was annoying about him too is he played literally hundreds of games for the Sabers, and I remember not a thing about him nope. because he at one point just stopped fighting, and it was kind of like, what do you think you're doing here? Yeah, like, I I don't want you around either way. But like anyway. He was, a, he was not very good, and he was around way too long. But hitting this generator here, yep, I, Jack Eichel comes out on top. That's the end oh. of uh, Nick Delorier's time in this uh, tournament. What were, the, what were the numbers? 74 and 55. These could be like all any right. numbers. We'll do 100. Cool. So, all right. Next, we have the 8-9 matchup on this bracket, which oh, is God. two guys uh, who uh, both spent time on the Sabres this year. One of them is no longer a Sabre. It's Colin Miller and uh, Connor Sheary in an 8-9 matchup. Interesting. Battle of the quote-unquote savvy Jason Botterill moves. Uh, (laughs) You know, I mean, I think both of them, a a common theme is probably that they're both, well, their time with the Sabres were misused. Um, You know, Sheary really never... I, I could be totally wrong, but the, to my eyes, you know, never really I felt like got the extended look that he probably should have gotten with Jack, um, given what his role was with Pittsburgh and how he was pretty much attached to Sidney Crosby's hip. And Colin Miller, for whatever reason, is getting sat instead of Jake McCabe Rasmus Mr. Linen. So, uh, yeah, that's all really I have to say about this one. Fun stuff. All right, let's see who uh, who wins. And, oh, we got a top seed winning again. We got – Colin Miller over Connor Sheary. Wow. Riveting it's a, stuff. Top seed. It's an eight, an eight winning over a nine. So that's, uh, that's fun. All right. So moving on from there, we got a 5-12 matchup. The five is Linus Allmark, and the 12 is Jake McCabe. So Good God. Yeah. Commentary <laughs> aside, just let Allmark win. <laughs> you can let it even be All Linus right. Allmark. Whatever. Either of them. Let them win. All right, well, let's see who's got it. Yeah, we got it. Uh, Linus Olmark comes out on top of an 80, 89 to 83 margin. Wow, close one. Yeah, yeah. The high seeds are uh, are cruising through so far. That one was a They're close rolling. one. Yeah. All right, so this one is an interesting one. We got fourth-seeded Kyle Oposo versus 13-seed Casey Middlestad. Uh, Weird one. So far. Yeah. What are yeah. your thoughts? Well, both these guys have been disappointing in different ways. Obviously, Oposo is a much better excuse than Middlestat, who kind of seems like he is just not very good, not doing very well. Through- He's been doing better lately, though. Well, as before, you know, everything stopped. I mean, he would really kind of turn his play around. He was playing pretty close to a point-per-game pace. You know, I think the thing with Middlestat that we talk about, I mean, when we talk about him, we talk about how he has a lot of, like, the natural skill and the, and the raw talent there. I mean, to me, it just seems like the biggest issue that he's had is is just conditioning, to be honest, and just keeping up with, like, the pace of the pro game. It just seems like he's kind of, you know, not that he's not fast enough, but it's that he just gets fatigued, I think, easily. Um, yeah. And Opozo, yeah, like you said, it's it's a completely different thing. You know, he's obviously a one-time all-star for the Sabres, and uh, due to some unfortunate injury circumstances, he really hasn't been able to uh, – 
you know, do a whole lot to live up to his contract, but he's fit in now, I guess, into a, a nice fourth line role. All right. And let's see who comes out on top. Oh, we got our, our first upset. Middlestat. Wow. Casey moving on. Yeah. All right. So the next matchup is two more guys there on the current team. I, I kind of wrote this in a way that a lot of the, a lot of the current guys are in, in this section, but it's Victor Olofsson versus Marcus Johansson. Olofsson, it's wow. a six versus 11 matchup. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. Olofsson, you know, that's, <laughs> I guess I, I'm pulling for Victor here. What do you, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, yes. Very much so. Very yeah. much so. Uh, and he's going to pull out. Oh, sorry. We got an upset here. Mojo Jojo. Yeah. Over Olofsson. Wow. Okay. Yeah, by a 67, 22 margin. Solid nickname, you know, moving on, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but that's about yeah. it. Okay. All right. In a three fourteen matchup, we got Rasmus Ristolainen and Carter Hutton. Uh, we've talked a lot Throw about both, both of these guys. These guys basically are probably the guys we've talked about the most this year on the pod. Yeah, you could probably. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, get them both out. Whatever. Oh, and we got another upset. Carter oh Hutton. Carter Hutton over Rasmus Ristolainen. Moving on. If Hutton ends up winning this thing. Dear Lord. Dear Lord. So go we have Zemgus Gergensons and Paul Gostad. Uh two guys that are kind of connected. They are connected. They are connected. So. Yeah. One of at least one of these guys has been on the Sabres for more than 15 years now. Uh Gostad uh was traded for a first round pick that turned into Gergensons. Mm-hmm. Gergensons is a higher seed as a seven. I just kind of I don't know. I, I just threw that together. That's okay. But Gostad comes out on top by a score of 19 to 8. I think that's deserved. Yeah, fair enough. All right, and then the last one of this part of the bracket, it's Evander Kane versus Vladimir Sabaka in the 215 matchup. What is there to say? Really, that hasn't already been said about both of these players, especially the latter. I mean, uh, well, you know, thoughts, Taylor? <laughs> I have none. Same. Okay, good. It seems like we're in agreement on this one, shall we? Yes, here we go. And, oh boy, Sabaka comes in over Kane. Are you telling me that the next matchup in the next round is about to be, is it Carter Hutton versus Sabatka? No, it'll be Gostad versus Sabatka. Oh, God. Man. Goose. Brutal. All right, moving on to the Ryan O'Reilly bracket. O'Reilly will be taking on our old friend, Vili Leno. Oh, boy. Here at the opening round. Uh, Vili Leno, not good. Ryan O'Reilly, good. Both, in different ways, uh, define poor Sabres management, would you say? Both, in different ways, make me extremely sad. Fair enough. There you go. All right, here we go. Oh, narrow, narrow win for O'Reilly. Thank God. Oh, yeah. The less we talk about Villaleno, the better. All right. So now we got in the 8-9, Evan Rodriguez versus Marco Scandella. All right. Well, a couple of former Sabres as of this year. Uh, Well, this past couple months. Um, You know, just a couple of guys, I guess. I mean, Rodriguez left with Sheary and is now on Pittsburgh and Marco Scandella somehow was worth a second round draft pick. So, you know, between what, let me ask you this. What do you think is crazier? The fact that we traded Scandella for a fourth and then he was traded for a second and a fourth or the, like the whole COVID-19 thing. Like what is crazier in terms of the impact on society? Uh, well, you can't, you can't downplay the impact of Marco Scandella not being here and the Sabres not really having a designated handsome guy for the first time in a while. On the other hand, it's completely explicable. Excuse me, completely explicable. Explicable, Jesus, explicable. That Sabres management uh, is not good, and Jason Bottrell got worked in a trade. So I think the COVID nineteen thing is a little crazier to me. Touche. Fair enough. All right, so here we go. Wow, we got an upset here. Minor upset. Scandella comes in over Erod. Good lord. That's fine. Handsome yeah, moves on. That's okay. Yeah. 
So next, you do a bracket of most handsome sabers. Oh, uh, that's time. yeah. Felino kind of runs away with that one. I don't know, man. Taylor Pyatt's up there potentially. Taylor Pyatt, yeah. Taylor Pyatt's definitely in the conversation. You could probably go through and find some mix, obscure, uh, good-looking guys. Paige Thompson's not a bad-looking guy. I assume he'll be obscure someday. True. <laughs> um, so now moving on, we have a uh, fan favorite, analytical darling, Johan Larson taking on Casey Nelson in the 512. Wow. wow. This is a major 512 matchup. Yeah, Going let's Larson. get it over with. <laughs> Going Larson. Wow. 85 to 8, Casey Nelson. Wow. Big so upset. That analytics, nerds. Yeah, take that. You stick that in your slide rule, pal. That's what I call analytics. All right, now we get another one. These guys were both part of the same trade. It's Drew Stafford and Zach Bogosian in a 413 matchup. Drew Stafford, 100 times out of 100, I want coming out of this. Let's see. Oh, boy. Don't do Big it. Big upset for Bogosian, 43 to 11. Good Lord. Brutal. All right. We have Brandon Montour and Brian Flynn. <laughs> wow. These guys have nothing in common, I don't think. None. None. Uh, yeah, I don't really have a lot to say about this one. Uh, I know that there were, you know, several people who are major members of the Brian, Qu- Brian Flynn fan club. Um, I wasn't one of them. Um, you know, he wore number 65, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he did. Montour Shout out to Twitter's SBA, the president. SBA loves Brian loved Brian Flynn. So they both have numbers in the '60s. That's pretty like relevant. You know, that's makes that's a similarity. It is. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's something. Uh, let's see if any of their numbers in this random generator are in the '60s. Ooh. No, seventy nine seventy. Brandon Montour. Wow. Comes out on top. Yeah. All right. Speaking of guys who have nothing in common, we have a three fourteen matchup of. Robin Leonard and Scott Wilson. Intra- All right. Short for a little bit, they were teammates. Uh, they both have beards. I mean, that's something in common, maybe. Um, you know, yeah. the thing I heard recently that kind of surprised me. So Dominic Hasek has the best save percentage in Sabres history because he has the best one in NHL history. Second best save percentage of guys who I think is at least 50 games is Robin Leonard. Really? Yeah. Weird. Why? Higher than Ryan Miller. Who knows? Maybe he'll be our goalie again next season. <laughs> He's going to be a All right, well, <laughs> Let's see. Oh, man. But, you know, he gets upset here by Scott Wilson, 38-29. Can I just say that if we're about to record, like, an hour episode right now just doing this bracket and it comes down to something, like – Scott Wilson beating Jack Eichel in like the final four. Um, we're going to have some problems. I'm going to be maybe pretty upset. Look, if Jack wins, that'll be, you know, good on him. I mean, it, it'll prove he can win anything. Yeah. But what if like Bogosian wins? That would be fitting. Oh, a lot of ways. I'm dreading the end of this episode while these guys are still in it. I get, all right, let's move on. All right. The next one is, Jokin Hesch and Robin Regeer. I mean, Jokin Hesch, man, way more important Sabre, way more important. But uh, this is just the 2010s, too. Oh, this is true. Okay. I so, don't care about either of them then. <laughs> yeah, Regeer comes out with a 66-34 uh, upset there. Shocking. Wow. Yeah. A guy who I remember almost nothing about. Yeah. He didn't well, wear – yeah, he, he, weird-looking guy, you know. Yeah. Last uh, one of this bracket, it's a two fifteen matchup. It's Sam Reinhart and Josh Georges. If Josh Georges beats Sam Reinhart, I will probably just end this episode right now. All right, fair enough. Because we had a two fifteen upset last time, but we have another one. Let's see. Uh... We will not. Thank God. Reinhardt comes out 89-67. Thank God. All right. Moving are on to the other side. side or are we going to the other side now? We're going to the other side here. Let's We're going it. to the Ryan Miller division. Love it. 
Well, Ryan Miller will be taking on 16 seed John Scott. <laughs> um, I, I don't not, have much to say about Big John here. No. Let's see how it goes. I have a lot to say about Ryan Miller, though. Hopefully we have more time to say stuff about him. Yep, he'll win easily, 83-19. Good. All right. Now, moving on to the 8-9, we have Mark Pizik and Matt Molson. Anything. I mean, no. All right, fair enough. Let's go. <laughs> uh, we have a, a win here for Pizik, 47 All right, that's good. We'll take him. Moving on, uh, an interesting one. We have Tim Connolly and Steve Ott in a 5-12 matchup. Connolly did not play for the Sabres that long this decade. No, but I would still take him in this decade over Steve Ott. Yeah, you're damn right you would. 100 times out of 100. This random number generator agrees. 69-11 to win for Tim Connolly. Nice. Nice. Very nice. All right, 4-13, we have former captain Brian Gianta versus local boy Pat Coletta. I, I inexplicably do not care about the winner of this one. <laughs> All right. Well, a couple of local Brian, boys. Yeah. Two, two local boys. Brian Gianta comes out on top. All right. Probably fitting. Yeah, that's fair. All right. I just so want to add something really quick. I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast, but um, one time uh, actually earlier this year, uh, my band was playing. I play in a Strokes like 2000s alt rock cover band on the side. We had a show at Mr. Good Bar earlier this year, and Pat Coletta was there. And he came up to us during the stay at like while we were on stage and was like, "You guys know any Metallica?" And I just thought that that was probably a relevant story to share with the world. That we were just mid set, and here comes Pat Coletta while we're like, "We cover the Strokes." You guys know Metallica? No, we don't. Pat Coletta, we don't. Where was this? Mr. Goodbar. Ah. Yes, he was with a, a, group, of, a group of folks. And, uh, and yeah, I totally told you this story. That is a bad read by him to look at you guys and be like, I bet these guys know some Metallica. I, I know that you could probably tell by taking one look at just my general appearance and the clothes I usually wear that I, I scream Metallica, no doubt. Yeah, if I just saw you guys out at, like, dinner – I'd be like, oh, yeah, that, that's a Strokes cover band over there. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no point would I think these guys know some Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, so long, Pat Coletta. Yeah, we got, a, we got an interesting one here. We got Derek Roy versus Brad Boys. Wow. So, Didn't you own uh, both of their jerseys? Neither, unfortunately. Uh <laughs> I know if, someone who did, but he doesn't believe me. So uh, you can't make people understand themselves. Couldn't be me. Yeah, Derek Roy, uh, who kind of got hurt earlier this decade and then got traded for Steve Ott. So he didn't have actually a great decade, much better in the last decade. And then we have Brad Boyce, who uh, – He's Brad Boyce. Yeah. Oh, and look at that. We got Derek Roy victory here, 31-9. to nine. There you go. Talk over on this side of the bracket so far. But we'll be moving on here to uh, – a three fourteen matchup between Tyler Ennis and Chad Johnson. Wow. Oh. Two time saver Chad Johnson. Two time yeah, that's true. He's like the uh <laughs> he's like the Grover Cleveland of of Sabres goalies. Uh, that's what I've always thought about him. Yeah. Well, he's moving on here. <laughs> okay, there you go. Blowout. Good for him. Good for him. All Grover right, in this Johnson. next one. This next one's not that interesting. It's Marcus Foligno and Cody Franson. Uh, I'm going to go looks alone. I'm going to probably lean towards Foligno here. Franson was interesting. A lot of the analytics guys were like, he'd be a big deal, but he's just so slow. So slow. Great passer, but he just, he'd get blown out. Uh, Very slow. By all the time, which was no good. No. Good passer. Anyway. Narrow one here, and he defeats Felino 54-52. So, Franson will be moving on. Bless. All right, then we got the two fifteen matchup, uh, Rasmus Dahlin versus Mike Weber. Two defensemen who are uh, – would not say similar. 
they both have a six in their number. Um, right. They both played professionally overseas. Um, for different reasons. For different reasons, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they both have two syllable first names and last names. Michael, Weber, Rasmus, Darlene. Um, That's enough. We're going to go with it. <laughs> Man, upset win for Mike Weber, 74-17. Thanks, I hate it. Mike Weber moves on. <laughs> wow. All right, well, that was an interesting side of the bracket. We'll be moving on to the last one, uh, the Thomas Vanek division. Thomas. And he will uh, open things up as a one seed, taking on 16 seed Rob Niedermeyer. Yuck. All right, well, we have uh, – all three one seeds have won so far, and that's the end of that streak. Rob Niedermeyer oh. upsets Thomas Vanek. Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. That is disappointing and sad, and I don't like it. Okay, so going forward, we have uh, the 8-9, Cody Hodgson versus Nathan Gerby. Wow. Eight, uh, I'm going to go – I'm going to lean Gerby on this one. I like Gerby. He's a little guy, but he played little big. Guy. He's still in the league, so he won. But did he win this? He did. Good. Or excuse me, no, Cody Hodgson won 39 What? Oh, man. Yeah. Sorry, I, th- I, I transposed those guys there. Oh, All right. The 5-12 matchup is uh, two guys that have been gone for quite a while, uh, Jordan Leopold and Jonas Enroth. Interesting. Both um... – had uh, moderate levels of success here, personally. Um, yeah. You know, I I look back at both of their times as Sabres in a not negative light. I think that's probably... Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. All right, so we want to go forward with this one? Let's do it. Wow. We'll get an upset win for Jonas Enroth, 81 to 55. There it is. All right. Next up, Tyler Myers versus Matt Ellis in the 413 matchup. Ew, this is a gross matchup. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. dude, roll the dice, baby. What do we got? <laughs> oh, man. Well, Myers wins easily, 89-32. <laughs> okay, probably good. All right. Well, here's an interesting one for guys who played years apart from each other. Henry Yokiharu versus Luke Adam. Interesting. I yeah. had very high hopes for Luke Adam. I was a I was a big Luke Adam supporter back in the day. And when he had that nice run where he was playing on like the in the top six and he played in the uh in the rookie game at All Star Weekend. Um and then, you know, he just uh he didn't have the drive, I, I feel like, to really uh, take his game to the next level and be a permanent NHLer, and here we are. Seems that way. So one thing people will notice when I said earlier, guys that played like 75-plus games made it, I threw Yoki Haru and Olofsson on here because I, uh, I felt like it. That's my excuse. Yeah. They will play 75. Whatever, I don't care. They're in. They're in. They're good. Uh, and Yoki Haru will move on. Henry. All right. The 314. Tyler Ennis versus Nathan Boyu. Did we already? Do we? I think you had Tyler Ennis already. Yeah, hold on. I might have messed this up and wrote this down wrong. Let me look at my sheet real quick. I'm going to consult the. Sh- the uh, if we need to have a replacement one, let me know. I'll I'll throw someone out there. I. Th- yep. Sorry, I wrote this down wrong. This should be Christian Erhoff. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on uh, Erhoff versus Boyu? Both defensemen. Um, in, in terms of importance, I mean, Erhoff, um, I, I don't really have a lot to say about these two players, to be completely honest. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they both came from Canadian teams, uh, and Boy U is going to pull off an upset win, 47-18. Wow. So, good for him. I always forget he was a saber. <laughs> Looking forward to the Brian Flynn, Nathan Boyu showdown in the finals. Yeah, I mean, that's seeming like it could be a possibility. <laughs> Wait, did what Flynn a, win? Though? Did he? Who, oh, maybe he's not. 
Yeah, I don't think Flynn's still in this. Scott Wilson, then, baby. Oh, Scott yeah. Wilson's oh, the yeah. front runner. Hey, Rob Niedermeyer's still here. And Rob. Sakara, God. So now we got Andre Sakara versus Dave Legwand in a 7-10. Now, Legwand's a 10 because I screwed up earlier and only had three 10 seeds, so I had to throw him in as a 10. I don't like this matchup, quite honestly, but Sakara, you know, I feel like definitely served more of a purpose uh, and certainly was more talented while he was a Saber. Yeah, Legwand was really here. I think it was his last year in the NHL, so that yeah. was yeesh. Uh, but he will come out with a narrow victory here, 57-53. Get out. Yeah. All right, in the last matchup of the first round, we got two-seed Jason Pominville versus 15-seed Cody McCormick. This is just no question slam dunk. You need to get some stability back in this side of the bracket with Thomas Vanek out. Um, it's got to be Pominville. Pominville gives you a little bit of star power back, and I'd feel a little bit better about uh, you know the direction of this bracket with him on top. Well, he lost 50-42. So Come on. He was on. Wow, tough this, bracket over here. This in the Thomas Vanek uh, side, the highest seed left is Tyler Myers. So we are now in the Tyler Myers bracket. <laughs> yeah, moving back up to the Eichel side, we have Eichel versus Colin Miller. Eichel, nothing more to say. Oh boy, come on, Colin Miller with a sixty-three seventeen upset. That hurts my heart. Okay, all right, now we have. Linus Olmark versus Casey Middlestat. This is a tough one. Um, Battle of the blonde hairs. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna my prediction. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say Middlestat's gonna continue the the streak of of upsets. You are correct. Ninety two seventy five. Casey Middlestat. Yeah. Wow. A thirteen seed moving on to the Sweet Sixteen. All right, now we got Marcus Johansson versus Carter Hutton. Wow. Marcus Johansson, Mojo, C-Huts. Uh, it's unbelievable. You know, these two guys, they're, they're a couple of guys, and, and that's all I have to say about that. A couple of veterans, tried and true veterans. All right. <laughs> that's certainly enough of that. <laughs> Let's see here. 11 versus 14. Oh, boy, Carter Hutton moves on. <laughs> Good Lord. We're now in the Carter Hutton bracket. Yeah, seriously. Well, this isn't about to get much better. Oh, the God. last one of the Eichel bracket is Gostad versus Sabatka. It's got to be the goose. Let the goose be loose and fire Sabatka into the sun. 95-3, to Gostad wins. Thank God. Gostad onto the Sweet 16. I quite literally would have quit the podcast had Sabatka won this whole thing. Fair enough. Well, <laughs> the ROR division, Ryan O'Reilly, he'll be taking on Marco Scandella. Let's do it. And he will be heading home. Marco Scandella comes up 54-9. to Wow. Had to have just been purely like a handsome thing there. Not to say that O'Reilly is not a handsome-looking guy, but also he is missing some teeth. Riley's okay looking. Scandella's actually handsome. Yeah, of course. Now we got uh, two defensemen here. Casey Nelson and Zach Bogosian. Uh, both AHL defensemen. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Casey Nelson here. Let's see here. Who do we got? Zach Bogosian pulls the upside. I hate Oh, man, we're going to have an interesting one coming up in the Sweet 16. I'll let you know that one later. Oh. Montour versus Scott Wilson. I mean, it's got to be Montour, I guess, but it's probably going to be Scott Wilson. He's just a juggernaut in this bracket right now. Oh, man. Um, uh, Montour actually uh, holds on, 91-81. Oh, wow. That's probably the biggest upset of the day. Well, Montour was a 6, and Wilson was a 14. But I think Niedermeyer over Thomas Vanek was sure, certainly something. So, to close out this side, uh, we have Robin Regeer versus Sam Reinhardt. This needs to be Reinhardt. It just needs to be. I can't. It is 54-50. Again. No way. Samson. Reinhardt narrowly in. 
All right. If Sam ends up winning this bracket, he is automatically gifted with a seven-year, we'll say six million a year contract, and we'll call it a day. He, uh, yeah, let's do that. That's fair. All right, okay. fair enough. Good. All right. You know, Sam, I know you're listening. Onto the Ryan Miller division. Ryan Miller be taking on Mark Pezik. Let's get it. N- narrow, narrow upset for Mark Pezik. What? Yeah. Do any of the top seeds remain? They do not. Wow. This is wild. Unbelievable. This is actually now factual that all of these guys are better. Like, so I'm sorry, Jack Eichel, but Mark Pesek is better than you because he held on for longer. So did uh, Rob Niedermeyer. (laughs) And Rob Niedermeyer. Rob Niedermeyer, current day, right now in 2020, is better at hockey than Jack Eichel is right now in 2020. You heard it here from folks. We have four seed Gianta versus five seed Connolly. Tim Connolly. Give me Timmy. Yeesh. 84 to 12 win for Gianta. Oh my God. Man. Well, <laughs> if it helps here, we have Derek Roy taking on Chad Johnson. The Grover Cleveland of Sabres goalies. Grover Cleveland of yes. Um, you know what? I uh, I, I think that that Grover's time uh, is going to come to an end here. All right. Is he correct? Is he? Well, he is. Yes. Derek Roy moves on eighty-three forty-one. Let's go. I was, I was vamping because I was trying to think of who the guy that was president in between Grover Cleveland was. And I could not. Is it? Uh, it's William McKinley, isn't it? I don't believe so. I believe both of his. Because no, because after William McKinley was Teddy Roosevelt. We're right in that area, though. Hold on. It's hold right on. before that. It's late 1800s. So I think McKinley's after his second one. It might be Ben Harrison. But oh, it Benny? could be. It could be Ben. Ha- yeah, you're right. Because I, I think it goes. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it goes Chester Allen Arthur. To Grover Cleveland, to Benjamin Harrison, back to Grover Cleveland. Let's let's take a look, folks. Here we go. We're learning American history here on the pod. Gosh darn right we are. So we went. Here we go. We're about to be here. Yeah. Benjamin yes, Harrison. it was. Un- and McKinley was right after Grover Cleveland. So hey, look at look at how smart we are. We have yeah, man. When I was in eighth grade, I knew all of them in order pretty well. So take that. I've the the uh there's a couple spots that are really hard, not to get too off, to, uh, off topic, but after, like, Andrew Jackson, it gets a little hard to remember because there's a lot of guys that, you know, talk about that much, like James Pope, John Tyler, Zach Taylor, Phil Moore. But, at, and then again, after Lincoln, like, from, like, the Garfield, the era we just talked about, those are the tough ones. Like, the 20th century is pretty easy, and the beginning is easy. But there's some there's some rough ones there. Oh yeah, I mean, once you you know the 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 20s is where definitely you get a little bit caught up sometimes. A um, lot of good facial hair though from these guys though, like all of like the 20s oh, yeah. presidents. I mean, you're you're kicking things off, you know, with uh, with James Garfield, and he he had quite a beard. But really, the money maker is Chester Allen Arthur, where he had the rare. A uh, situation where his sideburns, he had some some chops, and they would connect his mustache, but nothing on the bottom. Ruthless. Yeah, yeah, that was once a much better because now you you never see that on politicians. You never see facial hair. You can. I don't. I don't think you've ever. I've seen anybody look like that. You you look crazy. Yeah. Well, true, but no one even tries to, to do anything anymore. Like, I think all the people that ran for president this year, none of them have facial hair. That's a problem, don't you think? Uh, yeah. Let's bring back Let's bring back some facial hair, folks. Can we bring that back? I'm into it. All right. So, back to the uh, the task at hand here. We have a, a battle of two of the slowest defensemen of all time, Cody Franson and Mike Weber. Wow. I literally have not a feeling about this at all. No, no care in the world. Well, you know who does have a feeling about it? Mike Weber, because he's moving on. Wow, Mike Weber. Look at him. That's right. All right. Uh, moving on to the Vanek 
section here, but he's no longer in. We have Rob Niedermeyer versus Cody Hodgson. Rob Niedermeyer division. Um, I'm going to go Niedermeyer. Why not? You are uh, correct. Rob wow. Niedermeyer moves on. 81-34. This is insane. This is this is huge. Yeah, moving on to the Sweet 16. He's he's basically UMBC. I, yep. All right. Uh, we have uh, Jonas Enroth versus Tyler Myers. Give me, give me Enroth. Myers pulls it out 38 Terrible. Yikes. Why yeah. is Tyler Myers still on the mural, the photo mural outside of, uh, outside of Key Bank Center on like the walkway? Why is he there still? Apathy. I'm really glad that he's there and we don't have like Jack or, you know, Rasmus or Sam or anybody young and good. Glad it's Tyler Myers. Just a big side profile. Yep. Ecstatic about that. Uh, All right. So we, we have um, another uh, couple of defensemen here, both Botterill ads, Henry Yokiharu and Nathan Boyu. Yokiharu all day, please. You got it. 96-90. All right. All right. And then the last uh, Sweet 16 spot is between David Legwand and Cody McCormick. <laughs> The fact that one of these guys is going to be in the Sweet 16 is a major problem. <laughs> major problem. That one guy is David Legwand. Yuck. So just a quick going over the, the Sweet 16. This is the most <laughs> – for everybody listening at home, if you're still tuned in, thank you. Just want to put that out there. Oh, boy. This is, the Sweet 16 is Colin Miller, Casey Nelson. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry, Casey Middlestad. Casey Middlestad. Kyle Miller, Casey Middlestat, Carter Hutton, Paul Gossett, Argos Scandella, Zach Bogosian, Brandon Montour, Sam Reinhart, Mark Pesnick, Derek Roy, Mike Weber, Rob Niedermeyer, Tyler Myers, Henry Harper, and Dave Blackbond. Who are you pulling for? I mean, it's got to be, be Reinhardt, probably. All right, well, let's start it off with Colin Miller versus Casey Middlestat. Middlestat. He's going to keep the upsets going. What was he, a 13? He was, and you're correct. Let's go. He will be heading on to the Elite Eight. Most success he's had as a Sabre yet. True. All right. Uh, Then we have Hutton versus Gostad. Wow. Gostad. I I mean, sticking with the goose. All right. Uh, Oof. 57-54, 57-54, narrow upset in favor of Carter Hutton. Wow. Move on to the – Sad. <laughs> to the Elite Eight. Oh, boy. If there's one word that I would use to describe Carter Hutton, it's elite, so that makes sense. Yeah. Well, former pairing going head-to-head here, Marco Scandella and Zach Bogosian. I, what, what can be said of these two gentlemen? Do you have any thoughts? No, not particularly. Good. Let's do it. All right. Uh, let's see here. Scandella, ninety-three fifty-six. Wow. For the best. That's what it goes to show, everybody. If you're handsome and have tattoos, you're gonna do well in life. It's true. Now we have two more guys with the current team: Brandon Montour versus Sam Reinhardt. Please be Reinhardt. Let's let's keep this uh, keep. Keep some happiness in this. For the third time in a row, Reinhardt wins narrowly. 76-74. He's moving on to the Elite Eight. There we go. All right. All right. Uh, all right. Back up on the other side, we, uh, we have Mark Pezik versus Brian Gianta. Oh, man. I'm going to say uh, the captain, Gianta, goes down. And I'm going to say that Mark Pesic is going to come through. You were correct. Let's go. 56-23. I feel like I'm doing better on guessing these matchups than I usually do on the quizzes. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right. So, 6-seed Derek Roy versus 15-seed Mike Weber. Stick with Roy. Ooh, Mike Weber pulls another upset and moves Good on. Lord. 50 
Oh boy, here we go. Here's an interesting one. Back from the beginning of the decade, uh, Rob Niedermeyer versus Tyler Myers. I'm going to say Niedermeyer continues this outrageous run. Wrong. Thank God. Tyler Myers moves on. Thank God. And now we have uh, – Let's. who is this? Oh, it's Henry Yokiharu versus David Legwand. Ooh, Yokiharu. Incorrect. David Legwand moving on 63-24. What the hell? I know. I know. Is David Legwan actually about to win this thing? God, I hope not. Well, he's part of the Elite Eight, which includes Casey Middlestad, Carter Hutton, Marco Scandella, Sam Reinhart, Mark Pesic, Mike Weber, Tyler Myers, and the aforementioned David Legwand. <sighs> okay. All right. So the uh, regional final here in the Eichel division between Casey Middlestad and Carter Hutton. Who you got? It's got to be middle stat. Keep, keep the momentum going. Give him some momentum coming out of this big win going into next season. Uh, you know, trip to the final four, I think will do a lot for his confidence. And I think that, you know, if he wins this matchup, we're going to see a new Casey middle stat this time next year. No, Carter Hutton 60. Fuck me. Right. Okay. So we got Carter Hutton moving on to the final four. How about that? It is words that you said. That's true. <laughs> how about it? Well, how about this? Scandella versus Sam Reinhardt. Shot to go to the Final Four on the I'm line. Stick with Samson. All right. Well, so that turns out for you. Well, Reinhardt finally wins a big one. There it is. Okay. All right. Now we have Mark Pesic. Versus Mike Weber. Two defensemen. I'm going to say Weber comes out on this one. You were correct. Mike Weber heading to the final four. And the last one, the Vanek bracket, regional final. Tyler Myers versus David Legwand. Legwand because nothing matters. Tyler Myers wins 90 to 6. Close one. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad that at least, you know, I may not have gotten all my predictions right, but I'm glad that the final four are the actual four best Sabres of the, of the 2010s, so that's well, good. Everyone always says that. That's what everyone's always saying about these guys, and yep. you got you to gotta agree with it. Absolutely. It's pretty, pretty set in stone, I'd say. Yeah, 100%. So why don't we recap who is our final four? <laughs> Carter Hutton. Mike Weber, Sam Reinhart, and Tyler Myers. The four best Sabres of the past, forget 10 years, probably the past 20 years, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say so too. Well, we have one guy on here who, well, he's a two seed, Reinhardt is. Um, anyone else? Who would, who would have been in your final chance, a choice? If I had to pick somebody to be in the final four? Yeah. Oh, man. You know, I think for the sake of maybe just feeling like everything was going to be okay, having Jack there would be nice. Um, like I said, I was riding high on the Scott Wilson train. Um, you know, I think that Rob Niedermeyer has some undeniable momentum that unfortunately was just stopped short uh, due to some unfortunate circumstances. But, you know, I think that, uh, you know, he'll regroup and, and come back better than ever next year. But, uh, yeah, I would have said Eichel. Like I said, uh, you know, all the uh, Scott Wilson stands out there. You know, I feel for you. Um, John Scott, horrible, just horrible. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess we're going to – this is going to be an interesting, uh, you know, matchup to see who is ultimately going to come out on top and, and be crowned the, the greatest Saber of all time. All right. Hutton versus Reinhardt. The early Saturday game. I just give me give, give me Reinhardt, please. You got Reinhardt. I got Reinhardt. Let's go. What was it? Ninety-five, eighty-one. Oh, high-scoring one. Okay. And then we have Mike Weber versus Tyler Myers. God, uh, you know what? Myers has the hardware. Let's go, Myers. 
Tyler Myers, 30 to 10. Oh, yeah. All right. I feel like Sam Reinhardt versus Tyler Myers in the finals, it could have been a lot worse than this. It could have, yeah. You have two guys. You have a guy who's legitimately good, who's a two seed. Then you have Myers, who's rookie of the year, not this decade, but someone who mattered for a short while and was part of a big trade. He's someone people will remember. True, true. What's your, what's your pick? You know what? I've been from the get-go on the, on the Samson train. Uh, so I'm going to say that he's going to come out on top, and I'm going to go Sam Reinhardt with the full expectation that it'll be Tyler Myers. No, it's Sam Reinhardt. He, he did it. Oh, it. let's Reinhardt. go. You heard it here first, folks. Sam Reinhardt will sign a seven-year deal worth $6 million a year. Uh, it's official. Since he won this bracket, he is legally obligated to sign that exact contract. How about that? Now his agents, actually, too. Sam Reinhardt. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Good for him. thoughts, Taylor. Well, you know, this was a – I had doubts that this was a good idea, but now I think it was. And uh, I'm happy for it. I'm happy uh, with how it went. Good stuff. Good stuff I am as well. Uh, and again, you know, thank you everybody for tuning in and listening to this episode. Uh, as you probably were able to figure out within the first five minutes of the episode, this was pretty much completely pointless um, without <laughs> any kind of direction or, or merit. Um, but we're, we're just having fun, you know. We, we certainly are. We certainly are. So, social distancing, quarantining and all, you know. But, uh, well, Taylor, any last thoughts that you want to share before we uh, sign off for the week? Uh, no. No? Nothing? Nope. Hey, that's quite all right. I feel the same way. Well, everybody, thank you again so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out the Hockey Podcast Network and all of our fellow shows from teams across the NHL at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you stream your podcasts or check them out on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. Check us out on Twitter at Blue and Gold Cast. As always, I'm Brendan. I'm Taylor. And we are now going to share our Sabres random obscure player of the episode with you all now in three, two, one. Steve Reinhardt.